Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 122, Steamers and Paperclips. Enjoy the show! I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's, Rosie and Jessica's Day, of fun. Day of fun. Hello. Hi there. Welcome back. Welcome back. Jessica, question, how many eyeshadow palettes is too many for a woman to own? Uh, well, given that I own none, I'm going to say more than that. Okay. I would say like two maximum. Oh. And if you have one for like neutrals and everydays and one for like brights and... Well, let's chuck the idea of the neutrals and everydays out the window. Well, I mean, who's doing that? Uh... So Barry M brought one out right. like a while ago and I got that one and they brought out the second one that matched and I got that one and they brought out a third which I also got. And you now see, this is how they get you. Now they've got a fourth and now I feel like I'm collecting them. Yep. And I do now wear more eyeshadow. Okay, well there's, you know, that's good. Which wasn't hard because I wore none. <laughs> uh, I used to wear quite a lot and now I don't really bother with much at all. Or I use it as liner. I have various like bright colours and I just don't wear them. I'm going to wear some. I won't put any on today because it's like quarter to eight and I'm at home. Or maybe I'll wear some tomorrow. But I, I saw some in Superdrug this evening and thought maybe I'll go home and put a full face on. Even though it was what? six o'clock. That's always fun. Because then it's like the... Playtime. Playtime. And it proves that makeup is not for other people. When you're just like, I'm going to put on a full face at 8pm. But I didn't. Well, exactly. I had a shower. The only, the only downside of that is then you've got to like wash it off and that's so tedious. Ugh. Um, not the way I wash my face. Do you just run the washing up bowl and stick it in? No, but I use Ultra Bland, although I think my pot of Ultra Bland has split. And I think it has had split from the beginning, but I couldn't Ugh. be able to do anything about it. It works, but there's a lot of liquid. Oh, uh, drain it off, hope for the best. Right. I tried mixing it in, that didn't work. Anyway, hi, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, sorry about the accidental four-month hiatus. It's not four months. No. No, but, but it, it, it was it four was... months on Bronx Beat, which is what that's from. Oh, so. I see. But I realised I couldn't commit to the Bronx accent. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. Yeah. Well, we were going to record and then I went to Boston and then... Um, oh, sweater weather. Sweater weather. Then I moved house. I mean, actually, that was only last week. <laughs> okay. So... Yeah, I accidentally got a job that had like a good three hours of commuting per day, so that was an error. Yeah, but you're currently fun employed. But that's done now, although I actually do have some more work for them coming up, but, you know, uh, yeah, that's fine. unusual. And and I'm working, like, fairly normal-ish hours, but in the evenings, I like to not. To, like, you like to not. I like to, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, we're back. We're front, we're sideways. <laughs> How noisy is my knitting? Oh, I was literally just about to ask. I was waiting for the end of a sentence. Uh, what is that clicking sound? I mean, since we last recorded, you'd started the job and now finished it. <laughs> yes, that's correct, actually. That is impressive. That's good. And it wasn't it wasn't that brief a season, so... No. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, lots, lots of stuff. Uh, my intro feels like it has nothing on it because I can't remember anything that I've done. <laughs> um, so there's that... Uh, well, I went to Present Laughter two nights ago. That was very enjoyable. Mm, mm. Uh, it's a null coward play. I was currently starring. Uh, what's Bruce. Simon? <laughs> <Why are you? laughs> I was just about to say his name, and then I said, and then I said null coward, and then my brain went, nope, nope, somebody else, uh, Andrew Scott. <laughs> Thank you. I got to throw as Andrew, and then and then my brain tried to fill in all the other famous Andrews. Uh, currently starring Andrew Scott and Sophie Thompson, oh, who I didn't know was in it. So that Andrew was like a, a magic bonus. 
<laughs> oh my god can you imagine if it was Andrew Keegan it was their um NT live performance so that was quite fun oh because I looked at booking um and it closes today <laughs> oh bad times so well maybe they'll repeat it on one of the NT live see if it see if it turns up at the cinema and then I was going to book to see Midsummer's Dream at the Bridge Theatre and um do you remember when like 40 pounds was the upper limit of theatre tickets yes and that's now like really very good value <laughs> so only seems like about a decade ago <laughs> yeah it's not what like when is, people what I think are like, this is Broadway. I mean, I know you know when people are like, well, in the seventies, the house cost happens. I'm like, well, it was the seventies, but I'm like, I, I remember when I could go and I'd be like, mm, I'm going to treat myself to a twenty five pound ticket, and now if I can find a twenty five pound ticket, it's a bargain. Absolutely laughing. Well, present laughter was very good. Do you remember when books used to cost two ninety nine? Oh my god, when I found some books and they had the prices on, I could not believe it. And now paperback that's, is like eight ninety nine. Yeah, that's the nice thing about about uh, paperback books is it has in print has the price printed on the back just above the barcode. Yeah, I mean, it actually makes also as a shopkeeper, I really appreciate that because um, yeah. one of yeah. the main complaints we get is that we don't have the prices on things. I'm like, do you know how long it takes to put the prices on things? <laughs> uh, you could make little signs. Uh, well, yeah, I'm working you on could it. You do little ones like uh, when you buy greetings cards and you just have to look at the code. I'm going to do that for some things. Anyway, I'm glad present laughter was good. That was your end of end of job. Sorry, that was like end of school treat. Uh, me and my colleague Jules went to went to Wagamama, <sighs> which is very enjoyable. And then we went to present laughter. I would That's like to. I w- I'd like to go on some kind of course, maybe to learn how to make chahan. Okay. I don't think that's how you pronounce it. Chahan. I don't think that's how you pronounce it either. Roibus. How would I say it? Chahan. Chahan. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's like rice and oh, rice stuff. I really want some rice now. I'm still navigating being in a new shared household. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know why How's that precludes me from cooking rice. No, it's just like I'm not sure, like, I've not been in the, like, I've not done a lot long. Right, you're just like settling. Long. You're settling. I'm settling. Um, am I? I've bought new curtains. Um, and then it turned out what I thought was a bag of rags was actually curtains <laughs> for the room. Now, I know yeah. that nobody has had a bag of rags since 1922, <laughs> but um, the previous occupant of the room, she texted me to say, oh, I've left some stuff there. Some stuff turned out to be her entire makeup bag. And I was like, well, this is crazy. How, well, how, how has she, she been managing? It was a day. She was fine. Oh, I see. Um, and I was like, that's fine. I found some things around the room. I've popped them all on the table. And one of them was this plastic bin, like white bin bag I found under the bed. And I was like, put that outside. Came back two weeks later because I accidentally booked a... I, I, I took over a house before I was meant to catch it for two weeks. It wasn't great scheduling wise. Um, and I came back and I was like, oh, I guess that wasn't her bag of racks. <laughs> I left it under the desk for a while. Went and bought. Well, curtains. now you have two sets of curtains. Went and bought curtains, and then a bit like, like a week later, it was like, "What is this? I'm going to put this in the bin." But I opened it, and then I saw a curtain ring. Oh. Um, and, but like my curtains are much nicer. I mean, they're exactly okay, the same good. principle, but it's not that weird fake silk that lots of cheap curtains are made of. Oh yeah, yeah, mine yeah. Mine is literally just fabric. The only problem I know, is the very ones because they were very very folded to be in the Argos packaging. Um, they got a lot of creases, and I need to maybe steam them. You but need I, a steamer. I don't have a steamer, so I was wondering whether right. I could make a cup of tea and put a hairdryer behind it. <laughs> uh, you could hold an iron up to it. There are two uh, irons, I so I could double I recommend a canine steamer. You can get them in more plan. Mm. Uh, oh. They're only about £140. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I know. And they, they don't weigh that much. 
much, but like quite a lot. Um, and they're very, very good. And also they're called canines and they do look like a small version of canine from Doctor Who. I mean, I don't know a, if I'm personally like a hose of a head. an industrial steamer. But oh, that's like a quite cheap and cheerful one. I, <laughs> okay, it's I, not cheap and cheerful, but that's like a normal one. I am going to have clothing on display in my shop that might need Oh, so you could, you could take your curtains to work with you. Or I could bring the steamer home. Or you could do that. It might be easier to take the curtains to work with you, to be brutally frank. Fine. Okay. I was hoping time would work. Yeah, I think it also will. Okay. Wait, and I don't know, sunlight maybe? It's good it's... for like bleaching things. Maybe it also gets creases out. I mean, I quite like these curtains because they are... Oh, there's, there's a dog that lives here that barks in the oddest fashion. Oh my god, that's really exciting. It's really squeaky and yappy. Yeah, but they're blackout like... curtains and I'm a big fan. Oh my god, genius, I need to get some of those. Right, so the other day, speaking of my three-hour daily commute, uh, the other day it accidentally took me four hours to get home. So... Fun when times you, when had you by say all. A three hour daily commute. That's in total, right? That's an hour that's and a half. Total. That, okay, that's that. that's a round trip. Because I did once listen to a Radio 4 documentary about extreme commuters who are people who do like four hours there, four hours back. Yeah, but they live in like Gloucester and come to England. They come to small island. They live in Gloucester and the come to The Principality of Gloucester. What is this passport to Pimbuka? <laughs> they commute to London from yeah, like well, a different city. Like the Midlands is not a commute. I about. was just commuting to a different side of the same city, which you know was fine. But um, yeah, so I had a night bus catastrophe. I don't wish to cast aspersions to someone who used to live in like Edgware Mill Hill, but you do live very much on the edge of London. Okay, but here's the thing: you have red buses. I have an amazing night bus. Because it goes from central London and stops, like, outside my house. Yeah. Here's the, here's the second thing. It didn't turn out. Usually I work in the area of central London that this night bus departs from, but currently I, I was not, concurrently. At the time of this incident, I was not. Uh, so I had to do a small, a little, a commutette oh. to get to the other one. So I had two night, but both of which are, like, reliable buses are fine. And I'd done this journey a few times and it hadn't been a problem. The only thing is, like, if you slightly misline up your buses, you might just have to wait for one. Once you're on one, you're laughing. Not on this occasion. Oh, no. <sighs> now it's time for Gina's transport opinions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. Settle in, lads. We've got. Oh no, she's Mr. Train. She's Mr. Train. Uh, you can see why Gone with the Wind had an interval. Um, uh, I'd like to point out when I say she's Mr. Train, not train because of anything not I've done wrong. The train turned out not to exist. It was a fiction of the train. Uh, my favourite three people in this um, situation that happened on. Well, it was by this point Sunday. Well, by this point, actually, it was comprehensively Sunday, wasn't it? You know, when like Sunday morning, but like it's Saturday night, and then after a while, like. No, this is just Sunday morning. Yeah, you know when you're like, oh, some people are getting up now. Yeah. Especially in London when you're like, oh, the costermongers are starting their day. The last we, I was waiting for the last night bus. I should not have been waiting for the last night bus, but it took me, I was delayed by an hour to get to that one. And then the previous, I wanted the previous one and it didn't turn up. And then the last one didn't turn up either. And there was a woman waiting for that one in business attire because she was setting off to go to work. I would have just slept on the floor. Um, I, I mean, it was one of those things where actually the night tube turns out to be very efficient, but I never used it before, so I didn't know all the lines that use it now, and because I never need to, because my night tube. I've really never good. got the night tube because I used to live on a line that was on the night tube, but a bus ride away from the st tube station 
So yeah. even if I could, I could have got a tube that arrived at four in the morning, but then I've been like... have to get another night. Exactly. Yes. See, see the night tube, I would then have to do something else at the other end. Admittedly, I'd be going to my other... I think we, we would say, we'd be like, well, we could get the tube, but then just get a very short, cheap Uber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, if I got the night tube, I would then be just going to get um, a bus from just a different terminus. So if I did that, like, I wouldn't really be saving myself any time if I could also get my regular bus. Uh, so there was um, one um, person was a guy called Dan who was trying to convince his friends that the bus was imaginary and was definitely not going to turn up because they had they were at the bus stop when I got there. Oh. And I think we're waiting for the same bus as me. It's like, guys, this bus does not exist. And then he just sort of sat down and leant against a, a lamppost. And at some point, he just decided he'd had enough and just lay down on the pavement. Not in a like a sloppy drunk way. He clearly had a drink. But just in a, I've had enough and I'm going to go to sleep now kind of way. Can I, I respect this man so much. Yeah, and actually, it was, yeah, absolutely. He was just like, well, may as well make good use of my time and have a nap. Um, a girl called Chloe who was trying to convince her her different group, her club kid friends, that uh, Prague was in Germany. Uh, fortunately, all the friends knew the correct answer and were able to educate her on the matter. But she was like, no, it is. It definitely is. And they were like, no, it's not. Um, and, and I presume that there were the same number of men in Dan's group as girls in Chloe's and they all paired up. <laughs> oh, disappointing. You'll be disappointed to know that that is not actually the case. Oh, no, maybe. Okay. But no, but they were they were not they were they were very they were differing they had come from different nights out. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, but fortunately, the rest of the club kids who were also in the floor were like, Chloe, that's not that's not the case. You are mistaken. Also, it's 2019. We've got 4G. We can test this. Also, yeah. Also, don't argue with it. We can all Google this. Also, it's half past four in the morning. This is the time for this argument. Uh, and then also a lovely transvestite who had a chat with about bus diversions. So I, I mean, all in all, it was going to be somebody in drag. I could just tell. When you said club <laughs> well, kids, I was like... I wait for a night bus in Soho. Like, what? <laughs> like, the, the demographics in that area. Uh, it always feels like a like a, a, a pretty safe place to wait. <laughs> right. Because you know that if there's any trouble, um, a six foot two woman is going to run out and hit somebody with a platform heel. Yeah, except she'll be wearing heels, so she'll be nearly seven feet, wig included. Yes, like when uh, I read an interview with Trixie Mattel where she said that when you watch drag, RuPaul's Drag Race, your brain think, adjusts the height because you're like, oh, these people yes. are women. They must be on average five foot six. Until Michelle Visage stands next to any of them. Right. And then you realise when they stand, like when you see the guest judges and you're like, all these women are tiny. And you're like, no, RuPaul is over six foot already and is wearing a bouffant wig and high heels. When Christina Aguilera was on it, and she is a very small woman, and she literally came up to his waist. <laughs> Ridiculous. Speaking of Michelle Visage, have you been keeping up with Strictly News? Right. You know, just when I got out, they dragged me back in. I somehow <laughs> managed... Drag you back in. Oh, very good. Unintentionally, but miraculously, managed to quit Strictly Cold Turkey. I, um, a couple of years ago, I watched every single It Takes Two, and I watched right. every single thing, and then last year, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I've saved myself so much time. And then they, Mr. Visage is in this lineup. <sighs> God damn it, Strictly. What if she dances with Kevin? <laughs> oh my God, you won't be able to control yourself. I bet she gets that on. That would be amazing. She might be too good. That clip went around Twitter again of, um, is it Gemma Collins? Oh, of her explaining Tiffany how important tea yeah, coffee Tiffany is. Yeah, Tiffany about me like, tea and coffee, somebody, it's, it's important. Somebody offers you tea and coffee. Can I give you a coffee? It's like saying, can I give you a grand? I'm like, you're so wise, Gemma. <laughs> it is the, like, the, the only response to literally every life situation. Like, 
like you've had a long day have a, like i'll put the kettle on like yay that went really well oh let's put the kettle on oh i've had some terrible news i'll put the kettle on half time at the, at the football put the kettle on the half time at the you know, eurovision put the kettle on wake up put the kettle on get in from a night out put the kettle on the yeah the point in a house party where people make tea in a house party where people start making tea is phenomenal there's just like people sitting on the kitchen floor going, does anyone want a tea? And everyone's like, oh my God, you're a genius. Like it's never been thought of before, but also is, you know, it's like when you go to Ikea and you go to the marketplace and there's something you've never heard of, but you know that you can't live without it. It's like that moment. And it's like, oh my God, yeah, I do. I really want a cup of tea. You're such a genius. How has no one ever thought of this before? I once went to a house party. We know many of my friends at theatre, at a theatre people. So it was quite I, yep. dramatic. I'm but familiar it, with the... With, with the, the, their oeuvre. Um, but it was during uh, the time in 2015 when I could not drink right. at all because it made me feel really w- ill. So I just told him, I was like, I just, you know, I'm not drinking. Can I? He's like, oh, what do you want? We've all this, oh, I've, got, I've got tea. And I said, like, can I make myself a cup of tea? And it was great because everyone was getting progressively drunker. And I was just having the time of my life wandering around <laughs> with a, a regularly refreshed cup of tea. It was amazing. Genius. I think it's the way forward. Yeah. What the hell were we talking about? Did you get home eventually? Uh, Michelle Visage. I did. Did I get home eventually? I did. Well, obviously you have, because I've just spoken to you and seen you in your own house. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was fine. By the time I got home, I was out. I was. I was through like stress and anger and into well, there's nothing we can do about it. Also, Let's just if your battery right. is charged enough, you can just listen to a podcast. My battery was charged enough, and I had um, also my iPad because I was coming from work, and my iPod. So <laughs> I could I could have been fully plugged in. I had one set of headphones though, so. It's only got one yeah, of these. So. Uh, well, you know, so there was that. But the sunrise looked lovely oh, as I approached home. Good grief. I was pretending I was on holiday because that's the only other time I've ever, ever been up at that hour oh, on really? public transport. One of the best nights I had as a student. I got home at 5am as the sun was coming up. Amazing. I've just remembered how I got onto this anecdote. As I got in, obviously the sun was up. It was comprehensively Sunday. So back to curtains. I used two um, crocodile hair clips. Uh, to attach a an IKEA fleece blanket over my curtains because they are not blackout curtains at this point it was just daylight so I was trying to black out the room a bit so I could actually get some sleep no idea but it was made a good story so there we go and uh, I need to e- email TFL and express my displeasure could you CC me on that one please <laughs> I will customer services aren't going to know what's hit them so before <laughs> that the previous weekend the previous Sunday though uh, was very pleasant because we went to Yelk yeah we did uh, we had an amazing Yelk pizza. I can't wait for next year's Yelk pizza. I mean, I have to say, my think yelk, about it all week. My Yelk pizza was not of great quality. Oh, disappointing. Well, they they poked the yolk. Oh, I'm so oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot. The about yolk that had one. already split open yeah, and then baked. And they didn't have any of the puddings I wanted. I mean, <laughs> I might have to go out for an. <laughs> we make it sound like this is an It's Pizza Express. Just when I go to Pizza Express again. I think we might have to. Oh, I love Pizza Express. Anyway. I went to when I went to Wagamama for our uh, end of term outing. They've started doing vegan desserts, like proper vegan desserts. I had a cake. Oh, it was delicious. Now I want mochi. I went, had some great mochi ice cream in uh, Whole Foods in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Nice, nice. Yep. Uh, so yeah, yuck. We did our usual arrive, traverse the main con floor for merchandising opportunities, which none of which we partook in. Oh no, you bought a sticker. I spent one pound fifty of your money. On oh, yeah. a sticker of Steve from Stranger Things. Yep. Which I have not stuck on anything, but I have sandwiched between my phone and my sparkly phone case. So I can stick it somewhere else, but I currently have a... It, it looks really good. So I have a glittery oh, Steve case. Amazing. 
Uh, I did. I did not buy anything on the con floor. Um, no, you saved your purchasing power for. <laughs> oh, and boy, howdy, did I! And it took us a while to work out they'd changed the layout, up to and including moving the stairs. Oh yeah, that was so weird. I watched it and I just went, Rosie, where are the stairs? They put the uh, stairs in a different corner. I had corner. never previously noticed that these stairs, it's at the Kensington Olympia, and uh, the ground floor is obviously just floor. And the upper floor is mostly open, and it's like a gallery that goes all the way around the edge. Think of like a mall. And it turns out that the stairs are just like scaff. But I'd never noticed that before. But it's obvious when you look at it. And the, there are gates that open at various points along the, uh, the barriers around the top that can have stairs attached to it. So it can be reconfigured for whatever event is currently happening. That's what they had done. Uh, then we went to Pizza Express, had a lovely old time. Yep. And uh, then we went upstairs. And they had, pre- they had also changed the layout of Yuck, so we had to do a triple sweep. We did a one quick sweep just to find the lay of the land. Yep. Then we did the first main sweep, which is where you go around all the stores, you look at all the books. Yes. And remember which ones you want. Because otherwise you buy all the books at the first store and then you've you've gone way too quick out of the gate and then you've got no money and and you have to carry them with you. Also, as the day goes on, you hope that they might start doing more reductions. So then you go for a cup of tea. Yes. And the cup and of tea is always hotter than the sun. Absolutely the little cafe called Slice upstairs at the Olympia. The tea I don't what are they? I don't understand it how they manage lava? it because because like you can't get water any hotter yeah, than hundred because it because it becomes vapor. How how is it still liquid? But it's like and, it's hotter than any cup of tea in one for so had. long. So that's another cup of tea occasion. You've been walking around a convention. You think, oh, let's have a cup of tea. And I um, bought a iced an iced finger. Yeah, that was an excellent addition to the modern lifestyle. Good work. Uh, so then after. Mm, quite a while of waiting for your tea to cool down and you go back and you have to remember what books you saw which you will not be able to do you will not but you've managed to find all of them anyway or end up buying ones that you hadn't even spotted the first time and maybe forgot some of the previous ones but i don't know and usually generally everyone has a has what it essentially amounts to a three for ten pound offer on or like there are five of each and buy two get one free so it's like three for ten pounds for basically every publisher is going uh so i bought um twelve Technically, you bought. I bought some of them. Yes, and we divvied up. Ish. But you know, we can swap back round and. Yes, good. Because we, I, you are much further ahead. I am behind. I have some books from 2016, which I believe was the first year we went. Strong work. I well, I read all those books during All About Eve, so that's you know, that's got some go. So I'll I'll get there. <laughs> yes. Do you want to hear what I bought? Yes, Jessica, tell us what you bought. Tell the fine okay. people. Okay. I bought. I'm just just got it drag up my pile oh my god okay i bought big bones by laura dockrell which is about a girl who wants to lose weight and has to keep a food diary actually i don't think she does want to lose weight having just started it but everyone suggests that she should i have lily's just fine by jill stewart uh, about a girl called lily and her life is going very well uh and then her mum is, is ill oh. uh so there's that then i have words in deep blue by kath crowley or crowley i've always said crowley but according to good omens which is phenomenal and i wrote in my intro and then forgot to talk about crowley uh which is an epistolary epistolary novel that's a very difficult word to say a novel of letters epistolary that's the one i wanted epistolary epistolary yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's fun. It's about a girl who leaves a love letter to a boy she has a crush on in a book in his parents' bookshop and then uh, ends up working at the bookshop, which is considerably awkward for everyone. 
Uh, I have, then I haven't read that, so I don't know if it's fun or not. I have The Unknowns by Shirley Ann McMillan, which seems to be about a girl who uh, ends up wandering the night, wandering the city late at night. Uh, and presumably because the night bus she wants isn't there. Presumably because the night bus has not turned up uh, and her bike is missing, it, missing and then she makes a new best friend or something. Uh, we have, this is, I'm trying to glean quicker blurbs from the blurb but it means I have to read the blurb and it doesn't make for great radio I have The Nowhere Girls by Amy Reed uh, which is about a group of girls at a school who come together to get like well I think justice but I'm thinking it might be vengeance for a girl at their school who was attacked Ooh. We Come Apart by Sarah Crossman and Crossan, sorry and Brian Conahan, uh, which is about two teenagers who have to do community service Looks fun. Under Rose Tainted Skies by Louise Gornell. And which is about a girl called with agoraphobia. I have Becoming Diner by Kit DeWall, which is about a girl who escapes a cult. Yes. Uh, which is the one that I'm going to lend you. Yes. I'm um, sorry. Not a cult, a commune. Sure. Uh, and sure she en- she ends up going on a on a road trip to get back a stolen camper van. Um I'm assuming not against her will but I'm guessing is, is convinced to do it even though it would not necessarily have been her first choice and I'm sure has a great time along the way uh, The Truth About Alice by Jennifer Mathieu by which she also wrote Moxie which I bought last year and I really enjoyed about a girl who maybe uh, well there are rumours at school that she's responsible for the death of a fellow student so we'll find out if she was and I'll let you know uh, Not Yet Dark by Simon P. Clark. that's really pleasing to say yes uh, Two Friends who end up in the woods one evening and I think it's a bit supernatural. More Than We Can Tell by Bridget Kemmerer and that is uh, she wrote uh, Letters to the Lost and this is uh, about Rev who is the best friend of the male lead whose name I've utterly forgotten from Letters to the Lost so it's a kind of um, dear enemy situation. And finally we have The Names They Gave Us by Emery Lord uh, which is oh about another girl whose mum is ill oh and she's a camp counsellor at a camp for troubled kids so there we go that looks I think I've said that looks fun but to all of them I'm sure some of them are not super fun but like edifying so yeah great I'll let you know how edifying. they go thank you I hope I don't see you sporadically <laughs> I can't tell you what I bought because they're not at my house fair enough I would, I would say I have about 30% of my possessions okay impressive Impressive. Look, I have moved not very far in that I am still in the same postcode as where I was previously living. No, I mean, I think that's 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 pretty good. So You have the essentials. Yeah. I don't have my Roomba, but um, I have all my capes. Your song. My song. Uh, my song is She's Kerosene by The Interrupters. When I was doing all the packing of all the costumes at work, I created a playlist called Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion mm-hmm. to help us with the packing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was good. And I found this song to put on it. And it's it's excellent. Yeah, she's kerosene by the interrupters. And that is a good description of it. Top fives! Top fives! Okay, so uh, we've done a lot of um, like top five fictional exes. Not exes. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, I mean, for a start, there are seven. And uh, Scott Bogram and how do you choose? Anyway, uh, it, Top five fictional blur. Well, we haven't yet to do. We haven't yet to do the top five <laughs> fictional <laughs> friendships. So we're going to yes. do that now. I don't know what number episode this is. So I have no idea. One, two, three. 
I'll find out. Let's open the Rosie and Jessica folder. Very good, very efficient. It's one, two, two. Oh, one, two, two, then it's your turn to go first. Okay, great. So my top five, in no particular order, um, of top five fictional best friends are number one, Anne and Leslie. Obviously Anne and Leslie. Okay, I mean, like, it is very obvious. I feel like it, 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 it's almost like an anti-climax afterward. Anyway, like, their friendship is so great because, uh, so I believe strongly um, the, the idea that you should never... Sp- you shouldn't speak to yourself in a way that you, you would like. You would never speak to your best friend. Um, that's the wrong. I've got all the negatives, but you know. No, I know. I know what you mean. But and I think I think go one one step further, and you should never speak to yourself in a way that Leslie wouldn't speak to Anne. Right. Exactly. Is that um, Leslie's love for Anne is <laughs> like I was trying to sell my friend on Parks and Recreation. I was like, yeah, it's a great comedy about a woman called Leslie Nope and her love for her best friend Anne. <laughs> Um, she loves Anne so much. She thinks Anne is so perfect, um, and there's nothing that Anne couldn't or shouldn't do. Um, but then, in reverse, I think it's often underappreciated how much Anne loves Leslie because when they meet, yeah. she's like, "Who is this? Who is this woman from the local government?" And then they're just like, "Oh, we're friends now." And and um, Anne like Anne doesn't like Leslie. It doesn't express her love for Leslie the way that Leslie expresses her love for Anne. But it's just strong and it's just powerful. And um, it's you know they are the friendship around, around which Valentine's Day is. Well, precisely, built. and that's like a global phenomenon. So Anne and Leslie, number two. Anne and Leslie, number two. Yeah, I'll just do this in this order. Franny and Dot from Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. Very good. Um, okay, because I love when you watch Miss Fisher, okay. you're like, oh my god, wow, Franny, she's the coolest. And now the more I watch it, the more I think that Dot is the best one. <laughs> Um, oh, obviously, is that I always think like, oh my god, I want to be like the the Franny. I want to be like the curly. I want to be like the cool, <laughs> slinky one. And I watch <laughs> something, and I'm like, I'm, I'm ne- soft. I'm soft. I'm the shopkeeper. <laughs> I'm Dot. I trust what there's a book she gets like really excited about. Like she's she's just knitting nice cardigans, and she's just got a very surprised boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but their friendship is really good. And I know technically Dot is Franny's employee. But but she's her companion more than yes, her that's, Yeah, I find their friendship very sweet and pure. Number three. Number three. Sherlock and Joan brackets from Elementary specifically. Basically, yeah. I correct. mean, not less. Elementary is great. It's the, definitely much better than Sherlock as a modern adaptation. Oh my God. Absolutely. Of the Sherlock Holmes stories, and one of the things that's so great about it is the friendship that I've been rewatching season one. The friendship between Sherlock and Joan is so great and it's so rare that you have a show where like the two leads are especially in a um procedural where they're yeah. a man and a woman and they don't end up getting together like in castle yeah. or you know and there's boats. like no there's not even a suggestion it's never even a question even yeah. like lampshaded by other characters it just isn't yeah and they're great and sherlock doesn't really respect people but he really respects joan like the way that they value each other um and support each other and like she supports him in his sobriety is extremely good yeah and they are very sweet i have i have started re-watching it or not re-watching i've, I've picked up watching it uh, i finished season two now I've, I've watched the first episode of season three i accidentally watched like four episodes yesterday because the end of season two is like a four episode arc Anyway, during which time Sherlock describes describes Joan as possibly the human being I've cared for most ever. Not worded like that, but... Yeah. A witch from Sherlock is astonishingly high praise. They love each other so much, but it's almost not the way that, like, um, 
like Leslie and Anne's with like this really strong love. It's like the most respect. There's like the most yeah. respect in that friendship. Um, I love them so much. Season three is really good. I mean, it's really good. It's number four. Number four. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch. I didn't know. Oh how my to gosh, go. amazing! I don't know how to go from like, but it's just really good about like two adults in a really respectful friendship to a Hawaiian <laughs> child and her her dog alien. <laughs> <laughs> their friendship is really good um and i know that well, actually to be, that'd be fair he used to be a collie before i got ran over right um, i know that also as a harness so they're really more family but they're like a fr- friendship family and they're like very good best friends but i mean yes. also stitch is my best friend as evidence by i was remembering the the speaking two days ago like so fondly about the time that i met stitch. <laughs> well the best day of your life <laughs> it's literally one of the best days of my life ever <laughs> Um, because I watched a video on YouTube about a woman who is blind and she has prosthetic eyes and she lost her sight gradually but oh, it's fine. I saw the thumbnail of that and then it wouldn't load or something and oh, I was like, what is this? It's incredibly moving. She she lost her sight progressively but it finally, like it, the last time she actually saw was when she was on a family trip at Disneyland. Um, right. So her last memories of her daughters, are, like visual memories, are of um, at Disneyland, and she they it's become a really special place to them. And she got yeah. new prosthetic eyes, which she wears on top. She has small eyes; she wears them on top, um, and like right at the top, so inside her lid, she got her um, the, the person who made them to paint. She's got Minnie on one and Mickey on the other, and then oh, she went nice. and met them and showed them. And it was like it is very and and they are obviously it's difficult because Mickey and Minnie as characters can't speak and she yes. can't see so her daughters are narrating everything they do because she says <laughs> she's like i'd like to show you this it's not gross and mickey and they like such good such credit to the people inside the suits i mean not there was somebody in the suit when i met stitch that was stitch obviously no that was actually stitch anyway that um, i was thinking a lot and then i was late for work because i watched this <laughs> video anyway stitch they're great he's he's right. a, he's a He's a citizen. No, what's it? He's a model citizen. A model citizen. And um, she's broken, but also good. Anyway, yeah. and then my final... Well, you know, it's nice because because they rescued Stitch, but really Stitch rescued them. Right. Um, and my final top five friendship... Wait, wait. I just remembered at the beginning of this, we usually do how many crosses we, are we going to have. Oh. And we forgot to do that just now. And I was just thinking, you know what? I think that would be funny because I'll say, oh, we didn't do it. But you know what? Turns out we had no crossovers, except I'm pretty sure we're going to have one. So, Rosie, do you want to do your last one? Well, now I don't think I'm going to get it right because I really don't think you've picked this. Oh, I was just reading my list and I was like, oh, no, you're not going to have any of these. And I got to the last set on my list and I was like, oh, no, wait, you probably will. But maybe I won't. Well, I'm worried that I'll have forgotten one important one. <sighs> okay, no, okay. Well, it's good. fine. It's fine. Go with your list. Go with your list. Because my final one is Michael and Janet. Who are Michael and Janet? From The Good Place. <laughs> oh! Because friends. Because of the episode. Yes. <laughs> because like, he has friends you guys i was really worried you didn't make it but then there's the episode which is like basically just the two of them and she yes. she's she's trying to kill me kill me and he <laughs> won't do it and he won't say why and then you see all the flashbacks to them building the the good bad place for them and it's and he's stolen janet basically and then she's his friend and she like she gets him a spoon so that he can eat the, I like, about the, the spoon. frozen yogurt when I was compiling this list, I was trying to think of like all the, and I started just going through like the shows and the films and the books and stuff. Yes. And then I thought of the Good Place, and I was like, yeah, but it's like a great group. But I couldn't think of like the best friends, and I overlooked Michael and Janet. And I just really like the bit where he says because because French. Oh well, now yeah. I think you're going to say one, and I'm going to feel incredibly stupid for not getting it. Well, it might be on your um, 
And I, the reason that they are the last on my list is because I suddenly went, oh my God, I can't believe I nearly forgot them. So it might be on your um, honourable mentions. Okay, mine, I had seven on my list, so I've had to whittle it down. Two have been moved over to honourable mentions. Okay. Okay, first of all, I'll do it in the order I wrote it. We have Clarissa and Sam. Right, yes, very good. They are, except for the fact that I've just written Michael and Charlotte into my honourable mentions, uh, my only pairing that isn't single genders. Oh. So they are very notable. Mm. Though I have one that is a debate in the second, in the honourable mentions, which we will get to. So this is from Clarissa Explains It All. Clarissa Darling and Sam, whatever his name is, and he always gets into her her bedroom by putting a ladder against the window. Um, And I think he always enters the kitchen by just climbing in through the kitchen window. I don't, I think you do see him use the front door, but like, that's normal, right? So, but because they're friends, obviously her parents don't have any problem with this. But the question remains, does he carry the ladder with him or does does she just leave it under her window so that Sam can always get in? Because that seems anyway, like a security risk. Well, precisely, but maybe it's like, like secured in the back garden. He knows. Anyway, reading way too much into this for a Nickelodeon show. Uh, they are the bestest of buds. And also there are another pair where it's a boy and a girl and there's never any question that they are should be a couple. They are just best friends. Like Thank in the way that usually a in a uh, a show of that kind, usually Clarissa's best friend would be a girl. Mm-hmm. And it could be like just a girl version of Sam. The character could actually be identical, but a girl, but it's a boy. So that's really nice. And number two, number two. Bill and Ted. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they are the greatest of friends. Like they have to do. I mean, they're so close to being sort of an extension of the like they are such a pair that they're like a unit basically oh my god station is an allegory for bill and ted oh yeah they are two of them but they work better as one so they because two heads are better than one double the pleasure triple the fun Ooh. so that's the that's from uh the song two heads are better than one by the band nelson which actually i think has been my on my uh song previously uh so yeah like they obviously spent all of their time together, then they live together, then they like propose to their girlfriends together, then I'm assuming the plan is for them all to live together. And they have excellent adventures, but also occasionally bogus journeys. Uh, and they are truly, truly excellent. Didn't mean that as a pun. But I genuinely you know, believe it that. Worked. And I think we should, we're getting to the point where we really should actually base society upon them. Yeah. Because their mantra is like ideal. And I think everyone should be excellent to each other. I mean, how hard is it? Uh, number three. Number three. Number three. Romeo Michelle. Okay, yeah. Who actually, you can answer all, you can tick all the boxes for the basically how I've described Bill and Ted because they're best friends and they do everything together and they live together and they work together. And they fall out super briefly over something very, very stupid. And then they're instantly friends again because they both hated it so much. Yes. They are again at their strongest when they work together, even though they didn't invent post-its. And they stand up for each other, and they stand up for everyone in their class who the mean girls were mean to. Number four. Number four. Bert and Ernie. Yes. Uh, so they're best friends, and they do everything together, and they live together, and they work together. I've really, got, like, really gone down a, down a theme. It's a very specific one. view of friendship you have, Jessica. Yeah. Bert and Ernie. They obviously like are a pair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are very, very different. Yes. But crucially, this doesn't matter, kids. Your best friend can be your polar opposite. One of you can be very loud and rambunctious, and one of you can just sit and want to look at your paperclip collection. You know, and you can still have a podcast with your, together. With your, with your pigeon friend, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. One of you can look like a football, one of you can look like a banana. It's fine. 
Uh, speaking and segueing perfectly, and I didn't even mean this one, from Bert and Ernie. You know who once dressed up as Bert and Ernie? Troy and Arvid. Was this the one that you were like, oh my god, I haven't? Number five, Troy, Troy and Arvid. Yeah, good. I have to say that they're, just not, they're only an honourable mention for me. <gasps> okay. But I put them as a double bill as Bert and Ernie, Troy and Arvid. <laughs> See, I wrote uh, Big Bird and Snuffy, and I was like, oh no, wait, Bert and Ernie. And then uh, they, but then whereas Bert and Ernie had to go on the top five best friends. Uh, and then, yeah, Troy and Arvid. Because they do everything together and they live together and they go to college together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is... Also, Jessica, it's really sad because you live alone. <laughs> I know, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Oh yeah, true. Oh, I've the dream. <laughs> uh, I just, I like it when they're like, su- such an intense best friendship that they're like a unit. Try an oven in the morning nights. Try an oven's new apart. <laughs> um, Shall we do some hot hot men's? Let's do some on men's. Okay, so I have some honorable mentions that you've mopped to mop up. So I had Romeo and Michelle, I had Burton and Ellie, and Troy and Arbed. Okay, yep, good, good stuff. I have Leslie and Anne, and I have uh, Michael and Janet now. Uh, <laughs> because friends. And I, ha- I actually, okay, I had Franny and Mac. Yeah, I mean, a great friendship, and, and arguably more appropriate given that, you know, neither is employed by the other. Yeah. I see they're, they're closer to being peers, mm. but that doesn't mean you can't be friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I have Sharon Dion. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, I have, and they were the first people I wrote down, and then by the time I'd written the whole of the top five, I'm afraid they had to be slightly demoted. Sean and Gus. Oh, yes. Again, they come under the Burton Ernie category. One of you can be loud and rambunctious, and the other one can be quiet and just want to... Look at their pity. Like, look at your, your clip collection. But that doesn't matter. You can still be best friends. I have Schmidt and Nick slash Nick and Winston. Yes. yes. Uh, see, I see also Jess and Cece. Yes. Um, I really like... Oh, no! Winston and Cece. Oh, my God. Classic Winston and Cece mess around. Yes. That is such a good friendship because, you know, is there a joke in Friends about how, like, Phoebe... You never forget, like, a Phoebe Chandler storyline or something. Yes. And you wouldn't expect, like, oh, we'll do a Winston Cece storyline? And yes. Yes, it's... And yet it works perfectly. And I like the fact that it's like very low key, but it's clearly so much been going on in the background. Like they, what, what I like about New Girl is they have complete lives outside of the nonsense that you see in the episodes. Yeah, very big fan. Classic Winston and Cece mess around. I have Tim and Mike from Spaced. Uh, I'm pulling the little Mike face. <laughs> very good. Even if Tim is the reason that Mike didn't get into the territorial army. That's fine, because now, now he has to look after him. I have uh, Christina and Meredith from Crazy Anatomy. Very good. Because, you know, you've got to know the person you're going to take to get an abortion with you. Well, exactly. Uh, yeah, I have uh, Judy or Jerusha and Sally, mm. because you need to be able to trust the person that you get to run the children's home that you used to live in. Yes. And also, you you need to have a pretty good best friend to be talked into running the children's, talked into running the children's home that she used to live in. Yeah, right. So, uh, Alphaba and Galinda. Oh, good choice. Because I like the, I mean, obviously it's a contentious relationship, but the song For Good about the importance of a friend, even if that relationship has come to an end, yes, um, is very moving. But only for practical reasons, not because they've fallen out. No. They just know that they can never see each other again. Things are about to go down. Uh, I have JD and Turk. Oh, yeah. Duh. Um, because, yeah. They're best friends and they really should live yeah. together and work they do with <laughs> they, they work together and they live together and they're best friends and uh so it's so i mean obviously you can't like you can't not notice the jd and turk friendship because it's kind of the center of the entire thing oh sure but 
you know, in the last season when JD tells Elia that he loves her more than Turk, then everyone's like, oh my god, he means it. I have Pam and Archer from Archer. Very good. Um, because their friendship is, like, basically everybody thinks that Pam is disgusting. <laughs> and she kind of <laughs> is. But, um, yeah, he, she's kind of the only person that Archer actually, like, likes. <laughs> yes. Also, we know that I love Pam from Archer. She's my favourite yeah. on that strange little show. Um, I think it is important to also note that Leslie and Ron are very, very good friends. Yes. Uh, again, only similar, she is one of the few people that Ron actually likes. Uh, I have Sadness and Joy from Inside Out. Sadness! I really like their relationship. Yeah, and you can have one that's like rambunctious and excitable and one that just <laughs> wants to sit <laughs> look at, look at her paperclip collection. <laughs> be too sad to walk. Uh, I have Mildred and Maud from oh, the, West uh, Witch. the West Witch. Because I was thinking, you know, like, uh, well, famous friends and stuff and from books, well, I guess like Harry Potter and Ron and Hermione or there's someone online pointed out actually Hermione and Hermione and Harry is the is the main friendship and it's the only group it's the only uh set of the three possible f- directions of friendship in that group that never stop speaking to each other so that's notable uh but if we're going for children's magical books I think Mildred and Maud is the is the more esteemable one um I've got uh Rizzo and Gonzo oh it's done great work um I mean uh, the, obviously the, the um the Kermit Fuzzy Perry not to be ignored but um, there's something extremely delightful about Rizzo and Gonzo being paired together. Absolutely. They just work. Uh, because Rizzo is like a very, he's like a very real New Jersey character, even though he's a rat. And yeah. Gonzo is... Is a whatever. Is a whatever. And he's like very unreal. And their pairing is extremely delightful. Yeah. I have Jane and Daria. Yes. Yes. Great fashion. Um, yeah. Um, this is my last one, which is the Doctor, Ryan, Yasmin and Graham. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was thinking about like the many friendships in um, the TARDIS, but this yeah. is one that I really liked. Is just like they're all chums. I, I mean, yeah. obviously, uh, Graham, we stand. Obviously, oh, that's nice. And the Doctor and Donna is also an excellent pair. That is a great friendship. Well, originally, I wrote Pooh and Piglet, and then I was like, "Don't be silly, Pooh and Christopher Robin." Although Pooh and Piglet does still stand, but you know, yeah. I have my only group that is more than two people, which is Tibby Calm and Lena and B from the, who comprise the sisterhood of the traveling pants yes because friendship can't be broken even when you're all in different countries and only communicating via a pair of jeans that you have to post to each other on a tender schedule yes and my final one and this is the one that could have some debate surrounding it is Anne shirley's best friend diana or is Anne shirley's best friend gilbert Blythe? oh her best friend is diana but i think by the end of it it's like i mean you're allowed to have more than two two best friends best friend is a tier system or whatever. Oh, best friend is a tier not a person danny so Anne and Diana then. Yeah, but then there, you're but really right. That there Anne, was something that Gilbert about... is Anne's best friend. Yeah, because like her relationship with Diana is very childish. Yes, because she needs Diana when she's younger, and then when they're older, they spend less time together. Because Diana gets married and has children, and it's all very lovely. And it's not that they're not friends anymore. But there's not but that. But Anne close. is teaching, and they're just and, and Gilbert understands Anne, and also going back to like the peer thing, Gilbert is is more of Anne's peer than Diana is. And again, that doesn't mean you can't be friends, obviously, and clearly they are. But Gilbert and Anne are like intellectual equals and they are best friends before they were a couple. Mm. Mm. So they are both important and they are both best, but they are best at different times and for different reasons. Yeah, that's really good. And the two di- and the t- different times can be simultaneous. There we go, that's my nuanced debate. <laughs> Rosie, what's your song? My song is Gloria by Laura Branigan. 
Okay. Um, it is okay. extremely 80s. I saw it on a, an AV Club question, a, a, like Q&A thing, which was, what song would you bring back as, like, should get more attention, possibly through being a meme? And somebody had said this one, and I listened to it, and I genuinely had to force myself to stop listening to it, because I was listening to it multiple times a day. Gloria, Gloria, they really got your number. And it keeps, it's great. Awesome. Uh, one of us should really have had Best Friend by Queen. Do you, when it got to the end of Good Omens? Yeah. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched it, hasn't watched it yet, but really. Obviously, it was a very charming ending. Bang and Barkley Square is, is a great song and was kind of the perfect ending. But I think there is a tiny little bit of me, and maybe just because my at some point my brain went, oh, I better know what song they're going to finish on. Uh, Although it was not the right pitch for the maybe the mood of the scene. Do you think it was going to be but, best? you're my best friend? Yeah, you're my best friend. But at the same time, also, a little bit obvious. And I also think that like it's so beautiful as like because the lyric and and I think it is about angels dining at the Ritz, uh, which they are doing. Yes, I understand that. And also, I think it's very romantic, and I read um, their relationship as like a very romantic friendship relationship. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have to say that from the things I'd seen on Twitter, I truly thought there was going to be more snogging. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess they kiss. <laughs> and, I was like, and then it wasn't like oh I've been missold this but I was like okay yeah um, it was because they keep making that joke about like how God's plan is ineffable yeah I'd seen yeah. the hashtag ineffable husbands <laughs> which I still like it yet but I was like oh I guess it's really explicit that they're a couple and then I just think it was just like a very beautiful thing that you can read lots into uh, Rosie I would like to uh, submit someone else to our list of top five friends and that's Crowley and the that's softest boy <laughs> Uh, I can't believe we forgot about him, even though we've literally mentioned it on two separate occasions in the same episode. Anyway, so let's on that. Snack. Uh, I can't remember if I've had this before. I think I've had mine before. But I'm going to say it again. A donut time donut. Oh, that's really good. And obviously other brands of donut are available, but like, yes, let's get real, a donut time donut. Right, and I remember when they first came here and I was like Jessica look at this thing and he said Rosie they're about four, four or five pounds this is outrageous I mean you know what I kind of think they're worth it there's a real weight to it then, also if you look at like how much you pay for a cupcake I'm like yeah that donut you've got to cut it in half yeah and also imagine how fun it would be to throw on at somebody oh, like that's because it's got a heft and he would splat on a wall and split yeah, but then you couldn't eat it my snack it's not even one I've eaten recently but I wrote these notes about three weeks ago and I was like what's a good snack and ants on a lock <laughs> not even eaten it recently I think you have had that before because that's not something one forgets multiple times um, okay. I don't think I've ever had ants on a log fine what's... Is, that, is that that's celery and peanut butter with raisins stuck to it no right? we don't have it when I've cream, had it cream cheese with I raisins have it with cream it? cheese and raisins and I think that makes more sense than peanut butter oh my god what if you had like sliced black olives well that would be very good but you don't like celery I do I've come around to celery hmm. I'd better have I'm growing it at the allotment okay Needle and fed. I knitted a square for our friend's baby's blanket. Uh, so her mum was getting everyone to to knit a square. So it's like a sort of like a really nice like community blanket that everyone's made for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so that's a really nice idea because it's like everyone that she's like known for ages has knitted a square into this blanket. So I have so many knitting projects on the go yeah i knew you would i nearly thought maybe you should start first and then i could interject mine in halfway and then you could carry on so it wouldn't be like well i'll say mine then i'll be silent for the next 15 minutes don't even want to talk about them because those of them are like work <laughs> yeah that's fair i think you shouldn't talk about work knitting on the podcast the one i will tell you about is my sold soldotner soldona 
crop, which lots of people have knitted, including my I've friend Grace. This, yes. Um, and it is a little crop jumper with some colour work and I knitted it and I accidentally did an extra repeat and I'm really glad I did because it only just covers my boobs. It'd be a cropped crop. Yeah, there's like a crop and then there's like... Under boob. Yeah. I mean, obviously I would wear it on top anyway. Obviously, yeah. But I, I like it so much, I'm going to knit it again in different yarn. In fact, I bought the different yarn when I first bought the first yarn because I was drunk. Uh, now, well, I had a glass of wine. I literally only had one now, glass. Now, I had, but I, I had, had a drink. And, but it is surprising how much that one glass of wine made me did very... Did you buy a satin bomber jacket with horses all over it? I did not, because I could not find one. <laughs> um, I'm also knitting the Duchesne linen top. Uh, the, the front took me four days. The back, which is much simpler, has taken me about six weeks, because it's very boring. Nobody really knows how to pronounce it, so we refer to it as Deschain, because that's how it's spelt. Um, and I've been knitting it in the shop and it's been so popular I've sold the pattern four times amazing um, but that's kind of what I'm working on and I'm doing some of the I brought a lot of embroidery in Boston I'm oh, working nice. on some nice. of that I'm working on a subversive cross stitch that's the company um, it's a little sort of postcard sized thing it's got little pills around the side and it says did you take your meds today very nice I like it so that's that's like a very we could do a whole sh maybe maybe next time we won't do a top five we'll do more craft stuff I don't know this is our first yeah. top five like this year or something so yeah I think it yeah I think it might be oh no I think we've done one before like ever so that's my needle and fed roughly needle and fed. you're London what have we seen this week what have we seen this week hey uh, have you ever come across Tony Robinson running tales. All I've seen is somebody on YouTube being like, I can't believe this only has so many views. Like, this. Yeah, and then I watched it and it's phenomenal. It's from the 90s. I'm pretty sure the picture's square. Uh, it's Tony Robinson telling a historical story, like kind of in and around the place that it would have taken place. So he's legging it through the various locations, but he literally tells the whole thing whilst running. So at one point he's like running down the side of a hill and then it, does like and it's just full of jump cuts and he's jump and then he's running through a marketplace and then he's running down a street but all the while telling this story oh. <laughs> amazing and there's like a two minute clip of it on, on youtube and it's really good and we'll link to it because it's just and, and I, I don't think there's any more so i'm afraid that is it but but like it is the most 90s thing you've ever seen think annika rice uh i think challenge annika meets tony robinson telling a story love it so this is from a few weeks ago, but um, a lady I know called Katie, who is a radio producer and was a wheelchair user, um, and she talked about going to physio as a child, and she hated doing her exercises. So her oh my God. physiotherapist, um, in fact, she might not be a physiotherapist, she might actually be a consultant, um, she uh, would write extremely detailed notes like medical notes for katie's teddy as well i'm assuming teddy also basically had the same point you know had to everything that happened to katie happened to teddy yeah pretty much but it'd be like teddy is not doing their exercises but they would also be about like we did this test and teddy's ability to sit up and they did she's very poor um and it's all about oh it's so good and they're like over several years worth of medical notes about <laughs> Teddy. And there's so Teddy stuffing seems to have sunk cool. into Teddy's legs. Yes, and there's so uh, detailed. Doing his exercises may aid this <laughs> so that Teddy does not need surgery. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And we know, like, this is extremely my jam. Finger dexterity, non applicable. Uh, patient has only pause. Yes. Shit's Creek, been watching loads of that. Oh, tremendous. I've sort of stopped watching that by accident. But, it was um, similar, keep doing that kind of thing. The trailer for a film called Knives Out, 
which I wrote down because it had just happened and I can't remember who it's by. Maybe it's Steven Soderbergh. Anyway, it's like a murder mystery. It's like Clue. Oh, yeah. But it's got like Chris Evans in the good one in knitwear and like Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis Michael Shannon and people are just like, yeah, I guess I want to see this very strange looking film. And Good Omens. Good Omens. Good Omens was tremendous. Uh, if you haven't watched it, watch it. I should also uh, read it. Oh, you should definitely read it. It was excellent like you know like you know when you worry about books being made into oh yeah tv like and are they going to pitch pitch it right and obviously neil gaiman was very involved uh and i think rob as in terry and rob was very was very involved uh so like all the all the right people were, were you know keeping an eye on it but still you know there's a concern that was tremendous yeah really good i keep on thinking can i watch it again I know. my favorite episode is the one where it's just like adventures through time Absolutely. When they go see the first episode of Hamlet and all that jazz. Uh, I enjoyed just, just uh, the changing hairstyles of Crowley and Aziraphale just looks the same throughout. Yes. <laughs> because when they first appeared in the in the opening and you see them in the Garden of Eden, like, why does Crowley have different hair and Aziraphale looks the same? And then as soon as it becomes a thing, it stopped bothering me. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, I see. Aziraphale always looks sort of neat and together and Crowley rolls with the fashion of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the most like extreme version of it at least in the case of the uh, shakespearean that beard i stand her i think it's the it's like a pompadour but also a sort of like a 60s flip bob it's quite quite a combination it's of not looks. unlike the clown from it <laughs> good show we well, i was watching it with our parents and then we were on tight deadline because i was moving out and we had to watch <laughs> good omens and agent carter okay, season one which was videoing and they, I don't know what the schedule for it was. They would show an episode like every two weeks at four in the morning um, on the Paramount oh. channel, which clearly got no advertising budget. Like nobody's buying adverts because the advert breaks, they would show you one advert for one show on the Paramount channel. They were less than a minute long. Look, E4 used to do that. At, like if they showed something at like four o'clock in the morning, which is when Joan of Arcadia was on. Not always it's exactly the same time, but roughly the like the general the general graveyard slot area, sometime between two and four thirty in the morning. Yes. Not the same time every week. You had to look out for it, make sure you'd you'd set the timer correctly. But it would have virtually no adverts in it because they were like, well, no one's watching this, so no one's going to pay for advertising space. <laughs> Let's just whip it through. And it was pretty much just adverts for other Channel Four items. That they didn't have to sell. Ah, oh, Joan of Arcadia. I'm gonna go and eat some stuffed pasta now, Jazzy. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so that's that's that. Okay. Now get out. Anyway, <laughs> bye. We probably won't leave a four month gap again. Who's to say? <sighs> I really have to go eat pasta. Cool. Yep. Starving and have some cereal. I think it's season. It's there. over 100 episodes of Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun and you can hear them all in the podcatcher of your choice or at rosieandjessica.co.uk where you can also find show notes with links to everything we've discussed in this episode. We're on social media. Find us at facebook.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica, on Instagram at Oh My Greyhounds, and on Twitter at The Day of Fun Show. You can also email us on hello at rosieandjessica.co.uk. To support Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, become a monthly subscriber via our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica, or kit yourself out in Rosie and Jessica t-shirts and tote bags from shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Oh My Greyhounds. Enjoyed the show? Please rate and review us. We'll be back in a fortnight.
Thanks for listening.